Welcome to the Roots of the Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Spirit Tafik. I'm a social justice passionista and daughter of the civil rights movement. This podcast is my commitment to serve as an intergenerational bridge and galvanize change by having honest conversations about identity, the social construct of race, racism, and social justice. Welcome to Roots of the Spirit. Hello to my wonderful Roots of the Spirit community. It's an honor to be with you to mark the 10th episode of the Roots of the Spirit podcast. Today, I'll be talking on the solo tip. It's just me. I'm going to be reflecting on the last 10 episodes, what I've learned, some of the challenges, and also give you a little bit more information about my journey. I'm literally emanating with gratitude for the guests of the podcast up to this point. I can't thank everyone enough for engaging in deep, honest conversations with me, divulging very painful, traumatic experiences, and talking about the hope that they feel and how they've taken these experiences and turned them into something beautiful, whether it's art, whether it's creating a platform or a movement and make this world a better place and create ripples of positive change. I'm learning so much and I feel like every single conversation that I have is like a masterclass. I think it's so courageous and beautiful of people to be vulnerable and talk about things that hurt them, things that still impact their lives and how they've been able to deal with them. Because I feel like in this world, it's ever so common for us to walk around with masks, to hide our insecurities, hide our fears, hide so much about ourselves. It's almost ingrained in us to keep these thoughts, these feelings suppressed. Part of the conversation to uproot racism, which is part of my life's work, is to look at the mental health aspects of it, how it has impacted our mind, body, and soul. So this journey is an outward journey, but it's also an inward journey, hence Roots of the Spirit. It is our collective Roots of the Spirit, but it's also my personal journey as well. Along that journey, I'm proactively seeking healing in my own life the things from my past that have hurt me, wounded me, and impact me to this day. And slowly but surely, I'm learning to be vulnerable, and I'm convinced that stories have the ability to change the world, which is why I'm working on my own transparency to share my life journey so that others can benefit, especially young people. And just to bring awareness and take the stigma off the conversation around mental health, because just like anything else, if we look at what we've been through collectively and on an individual basis, it would make sense that a lot of us are experiencing mental health issues. And I want to bring that to light. I want it to be part of the conversation because as the great prophet Jay-Z said, you can't heal what you don't reveal. (laughs) He's absolutely right. And I mean, he is not the first person to say that, but I kid. But honestly, I think that Someone like Jay-Z, who is on this incredibly colossal platform, who is open, who has opened himself up to his journey of healing, benefits so many people. That's a side note, but I do take it seriously. And I think that it is courageous of Jay-Z or anybody who is who puts themselves in a vulnerable position to talk about the real aspects of their life and how they've been able to deal. The timing of my 10th episode is coming at a very unique time. I just returned from the Omega Institute for Holistic Studies, which is a retreat center in upstate New York, where I embarked on an incredible spiritual sisterhood and healing journey. 
in a retreat called Rites of Passage, hosted by Ianla Van Zandt. Although I was completely familiar with Ianla's books and her TV show on the Oprah Winfrey Network, until I came across the Omega Center, I had no idea that she had this whole other side of her spiritual teachings, and I was excited when I saw she was hosting this workshop. So I went to the workshop thinking, oh, this is going to be amazing. This is, you know, a workshop. When I think of workshop, I think of flip charts and markers and let's get in a group and talk about A, B, and C. I cannot put into words what this experience was, what it means to me, and what it continues to mean because this was just last week. I'm literally fresh out of this retreat. But in essence, I gained deep kindred friendships with women from around the country. We shared some of the most beautiful things with one another. I learned how to breathe. I learned how to listen to my body and listen to what it's telling me because our body is actually speaking to us. I learned to honor myself look at myself without judgment. There's so many different things that I learned and I'm walking out of that experience with a whole new clan of beautiful sisters. We continue to keep in touch and support each other and uplift each other in this tumultuous time that we're living in in this world. It was a very sacred experience. It definitely changed so much in me and I hope that I will continue to have the courage to speak openly on my podcast. I can't expect the guests who come on the Roots of the Spirit podcast to be honest and open and share of themselves and I not do the same. So I'm just letting you know I had an amazing experience at the Rites of Passage retreat. I am renewed, rejuvenated. I have a whole new energy and approach. I feel like I'm soaring on a different level of consciousness at the moment and I want to hold tight to that. Actually capitalize on the way that I'm feeling right now and talk to you about my journey with the podcast. The complete truth is that initially I was going to have my husband Hisham interview me just because I thought it would be great to be able to engage and go back and forth. I noticed there's a huge difference between me sitting chatting by myself with just me and a microphone and actually engaging with a human. However, I thought it would be a good exercise in just trying to dive into that on a solo tip. So what I did, this is just the honest truth, is I wrote out questions Just questions that I thought of when I'm listening to another podcast that I'm intrigued by. You know, I listen to so many different podcasts and I really find it interesting the balancing act that the hosts bring to the table. For example, they might be talking about personal finance, but more so how finance is a mindset. But they also infuse their own personal journey in it, which to me brings it to life. So that's what I'm trying to do here. To start off, here I am at episode 10. Honestly, I could not have dreamed that I would get to this point and be just even more energized and ready to have more conversations and up-level everything that I do for Roots of the Spirit. Every single guest has brought something totally unique, has brought so much wisdom and experience to the table that I'm literally in awe. I can't tell you, I honestly listen to every episode probably at least five or more times because there's so much in each conversation. Even when I'm out and about on my re- in my regular life, I feel like to a degree, I just sit and listen. I just love soaking up people's life experiences and how they were able to overcome adversity. It inspires so many people and I know it definitely inspires me. It just feels like such a gift to be able to have these conversations. That's where the love lies in those conversations. 
It has been quite a journey just on the logistical aspect of coordinating the interviews, recording them, then editing them, and everything that goes into that. But that's, I mean, that just comes with anything. So that's kind of one of the challenging aspects because I would love to be able to get out at least one episode a week, but it's, it's a great challenge and I'm working toward that goal. So hopefully that will be attainable soon, but at the moment I'm just doing it at the pace that I can. I'm getting out about one every two weeks or like two a month, but I hope to pick up the pace pretty soon. So interesting because when I was coming up with the questions, I actually had a conversation with my husband, Hisham, and I said, what is something that you would ask me like organically about my journey with the podcast? And he said, do you have a favorite guest? (laughs) And I candidly was answering and I'm like, well, you know, my mother is on the podcast and so is my sister. So, you know, they're closest to me. But Honestly, everybody has brought something so unique and has given such a different vantage point and outlook on life that I really don't have a favorite guest. I mean, of course, I love my mother and my sister, but I don't have a favorite guest where I'm like, oh, this was the best guest. I will say that one of my upcoming guests, Jason Ward, who is the host of his own online YouTube series called Birds of North America, really, really invigorated my spirit. His outlook on life through being a birder, very passionate about birds and wildlife. I literally, I I kept saying to him, I'm like, I could listen to you for hours and I know you'll love the episode too because his passion just shines through his description of birds that he loves and that journey to birding is just phenomenal. And I had that experience with all of the guests. I'm literally lit up by every single conversation that I have. So if you know somebody who you're like, oh, you need to be on the Roots of the Spirit podcast, I think you and Spirit would really vibe and your story would have a great impact on people, please send them my way. Because although the premise of the podcast is honest conversations about identity, race, racism, and social justice, there are so many offshoots of those topics that I think are important. Some of the greatest insights that I have gained from the conversations, I think one that really stands out to me comes from Dr. Todd Allen, who is a professor at Messiah College. In our conversation, I said that the podcast was to have honest conversations about identity, race, racism, and social justice. And he said, he quoted Dr. Terrence Roberts, one of the Little Rock Nine, by saying, you can't have honest conversations unless you have an informed historical perspective. Wee. When he said that, everything changed. I realized that part of the mission of this podcast is to help build an informed historical perspective. And I asked him, so how do we know when we've achieved that? And he said, it's never done. Like it's a life journey. And so it has really helped my approach because I have the tendency to think, oh, I need to achieve this level of knowledge and expertise. But oftentimes I feel like, is that enough? Have I arrived? And for him to say that it's a life journey, I mean, my mother, Minnie Jean Brown Tricky, has said that as well. It's a life, she actually calls it a life sentence. (laughs) But I like the way that Todd put it, a life journey. We're never finished. And he said, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. That has been something that really stood out to me. And I've carried through on every conversation that I've had on the podcast. So building an informed historical perspective. Another one of the things that is glaring is representation. 
every single conversation that I've had, we end up talking about the impact of representation or lack thereof. Whether we see ourselves reflected in our daily lives, and if we do, what are those reflections saying to us? Are they stereotypical? Are they limiting? Do they paint us in a negative light, whether it be us as a person of color or in the LGBTQIA community, a person with a disability? Do we see ourselves reflected in the classroom? Do our teachers reflect us? Do we see ourselves reflected in our college, in our workplace, in our daily lives? So representation has been something that has blazed strong. So building an informed historical perspective and representation, those are two of the most valuable things that I've been thinking about as I move forward with the podcast. Also, one of the challenges is that I developed a signature question because I've used it in my work in workshops with young people and diversity training and anti-racism training. And that is my question about when is the very first time that you became aware of the color of your skin? I've been thinking about that question because I'm tr- I was trying to frame the question around just an awareness of quote race which we know is a social construct so I wanted to ask the question without wrapping it up in the social construct because ultimately anytime I ask that question the conversation moves toward the the social construct of race one day I had a blue hair as my aunt Phyllis calls it meaning just something came across me and I decided to call my mother fortunately my mother and my sister star and Layla were there and so we had a three-way conversation I didn't really fully complete the conversation But I called them and I was like, guys, I I need your advice. I've been asking this question, when is the first time you became aware of the color of your skin? And I wonder if that is ethical. Is that a good question? And so we had a conversation and their advice was, maybe you should phrase it, when did you become aware of race? And I was like, no, but it's a social construct. And so I don't want to like lead the question with the social construct. I want that to come about organically. So we just had this conversation. I have not come to a grand conclusion, but I'm going to deeply consider that question. And if anybody has any insight on your thoughts on how that question could be better phrased so that I don't impose, I don't even know how to explain it, but just know that I'm pondering and pondering the question that I've asked because I feel like it it drums up so much in people. But my intention is not to take someone straight to a traumatic place. My intention is to point out the fact that our awareness about this social construct race and identity comes at such an early age. And in all of the training and workshops that I've done, nine times out of 10, when that question is asked, the people of color have gained an awareness of the color of their skin or race, so to speak, at a very early age, like as early as three years old. And oftentimes when white counterparts are asked the same question, their awareness came much later. Not only did it come later, but their awareness was actually in relation to other people of color. So just know that I'm trying to wrap my mind around the best way to ask that question, but I haven't yet arrived. So let me know if you have any suggestions or comments on that. Okay, so another question that I pose to myself (laughs) is, 
that I posted an article on my Roots of the Spirit podcast page the other day about activism taking a toll on mental health. So how do you balance taking care of yourself as someone who is deeply invested in social justice work? The honest truth, me answering my own question is I'm not very good at it. I'm actually doing a lot of writing and in that writing I have rooted up so many of my old writings from like 10 years ago when I first started working at Little Rock Central High National Historic Site, the site that the Little Rock Nine desegregated in 1957. So I worked there for 10 years and for 10 years I did not have a frame of self-care and making sure that I was okay and stepping back and all of that to deal with the fact that I had unconsciously and consciously dredged up my mother's past that had laid dormant for over 40 years. So here I was in the middle of that. I was just giving of myself so freely and put myself completely last. Thank goodness the conversation has moved in in the realm of mental health and how activism can take a toll. But now I'm having to go back and pick up the pieces. I'm a huge proponent for speaking out about it because it does take a toll. So for example, on the Roots of the Spirit Facebook page, I make an effort to post meaningful or powerful articles, timely topics of race, racism, and social justice. And so I'm proactively looking for those type of articles so that I can share them. Anyone who is a member of the Facebook page might say, okay, how come she's not talking about, you know, the racism that's going on in the White House and politics and that type of thing? I am doing that out of self-preservation. I am keenly aware of what's going on in the White House, the actions that our president is making to strip people of their human rights and dignities, the blatant racism that is espoused and poisonous venom that is spilling all over the world coming from the United States, very keenly aware. However, it is my practice of self-care to balance my intake and I encourage you to do the same. So on the Roots of the Spirit page, the things that I post are to help build an informed historical perspective, but it's also to provide resources and great best practices of people who are grappling with racism who are actually doing the difficult work to make things better in their schools, in their communities. And I'm also trying to really, really, really get to a place of love because I feel like what happened to me as a young person is I saw the entire world through a kaleidoscope of love and as you move forward and you're inflicted with pain and racism and discrimination and heartache it kind of blankets that glowing heart that we used to have that was so pure and so I'm literally trying to dig deep and excavate that optimistic, illuminating heart that I used to have before I found out about the world. I mean, of course, I have to be realistic and balance it all, but I am trying to get to a deeper place of consciousness and approach roots of the spirit through a lens of healing and upliftment. That's kind of my personal journey right now, and I hope that that can be inspiring to encourage us to sprinkle a little bit more love on how we engage with one another. And I'm tying this all in by saying like this retreat that I went on with the Yanla Van Zant and all of my beautiful kindred sisters from around the country, it came at the exact right time. 
because I needed to press reset. I needed to refresh. I needed to refresh my soul, my spirit, and also in order to be effective and be a good anti-racism advocate and trainer and educator and storyteller, I need to get back to my compassion, my deep compassion, my deep love that I have for humanity. In essence, we all have wounds. And I think that if we start to peel back the layers and set down the masks and allow our vulnerability to shine through, that we can have a greater impact on one another, that we can be more powerful agents of change in our lives and our communities. Again, I just wanted to take this opportunity to celebrate the 10th episode of Roots of the Spirit, divulge a little bit more personal insight about me and my journey and how I hope to inspire you through my words and transparency and journey, but also through my incredibly glorious guests. When I wrote out the questions for my husband to ask me, I put the last question as wild card so he could surprise me with a question. And I thought to myself, you know what? I'm gonna do this episode by myself. When I saw I got to the end, the wild card, the question I want to ask myself is, spirit, what are the roots of your spirit? And I think the roots of my spirit are authenticity. And I say authenticity because I'm forever striving to get back, to come home to my authentic self because it has been blanketed over, it has been marketed, packaged, tried to be sold back to me. My authenticity has been covered up by ad campaigns, by turning on the television, by flipping through a magazine, by being a woman with thick thighs and a booty. I mean, your authenticity gets buried in all of this mess. I say authenticity because I always thought to myself, like, my name is Spirit. What does that mean? Sometimes I feel like that's just such a great bar to try to reach. And I feel like I fall short every time. But I've come to the realization that it's a journey and that it's nothing to be reached. It's just a constant journey to strive and to be a better person and to gain more enlightenment and understanding and remain awakened. So in all of that, the roots of my spirit at this moment in life, the person that I am, the journey that I've overcome is authenticity. I have not yet arrived, but I'm constantly striving. I think that my authentic self and your authentic self is where we're most beautiful, is where we're most powerful. I called Roots of the Spirit our stories, our power for a reason. I do not always feel authentic and I'm trying to get back to that authentic spirit. So authenticity is the root of my spirit. Thank you so much for indulging me in allowing me a space to be honest, truthful, and share with you parts of myself that I wouldn't otherwise because I feel like I owe it to you. I owe it to everyone who has come on the podcast, future podcast guests, If I'm going to be asking for honesty, I need to be honest myself. In the healing journey, in roots. Have a wonderful day.